midfield, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. We're back from our long hibernation. Yay! <laughs> I am your host, Tyler Flesh, with my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there. You know what? I am so excited that football is back. Yes, Mr. Kitzel, we're ready to go. This is why we do sound checks, Dad, because why? you are a lot louder now, and I had to adjust it's, your volume. It's, it's, I get excited. I know. I, I, know. I, I get so excited. You know me, Ty. I know. I was like, talk like you talk on the podcast. You're like, yeah, well, Ty, it's going to be a good year. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah. that's dr- not, I feel like when the mics yeah. go on, you go on. I do. I do. The adrenaline gets going, you know, I get excited. Well, I hope everyone had a uh, great summer. Summer was fun for some, uh, interesting for others, I'm sure. My summer was a little weird and rough, and that's why we're late to this podcast. We're doing this the Saturday before our uh, opener against the 49ers. We'll talk about that later in the show. Um, but you've recovered from your injuries well, I must say, son, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you're you're in good shape. What he's talking about is I actually got my hand caught in a drill press over the summer. Um <laughs> I won't mention names, but my employer told me that I needed to wear gloves and then found out you don't wear gloves on a drill press because you can get sucked in. So I'm fine. Everything's good and dandy. I would love to do something else in life, but we'll figure that out. That's not here nor there. That's on my other. You're back off the injured reserves. Yeah. And back in the full lineup. So it's been busy. We've been busy. A lot of stuff going on uh, in the small town I live in. Uh, no excuses, though. Trying to get this podcast out. We're doing this this Saturday, like I said, before the opener. We'll have another episode right after the game, probably release late on Monday night. Well, it will release late on Monday night. It'll be a late one, but we'll we'll get it out there. And we're happy to be back. Oh, um, yes. We'd love to hear from you guys. I know I've been in touch with Curtis from California. Um, I, I know we talk about him a lot, but he's a loyal listener and and uh, we appreciate it. And I, I talk to him as much as I can on social media and stuff. You guys feel free to DM. You can even DM my personal account. I don't care. Like you can do thirty four to glory. Um, There's few things we love more than football, right? One thing we do have to get out there. Something happened. Our Facebook account got shut down. If you follow us on Facebook, uh, so, Tim, who used to be with the show, he still is. He deleted his Facebook, not knowing that it was attached. His personal account was also attached to the 34 to Glory account, also deleting the 34 to Glory account. So soon we'll get that back up there on Facebook. I do apologize. It's been rough. It's been weird. We tried a long time to get it back. So if you're following us on there, we do apologize. If you want to reach out to the show, though, 
please uh, reach out at 34toglory at gmail.com. So that's it. That's enough of housekeeping. Um, also, you can, like I said, DM me on uh, Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. I do have Facebook, but I, I, I'm more of an Instagram guy. But I'm going to be more of a both guy here soon once we get both up and running. All right. The house. It's taken care of. Enough housekeeping. Let's All talk. right. Let's talk football, buddy. Where do you want to begin? <laughs> I, it's, there's, there's so, so many much. plays. There's so many plays to begin. Where do you want? I, so I'm, we haven't talked since the offseason, but, you know, Ryan Poles takes over. I don't know, man. How do you feel? You know, um, I have mixed emotions, quite honestly, about Ryan Poles. I think there there have been some moves. There are some choices you make as a GM not to choose, and then there are some choices that you need to be proactive on. And I, I, I really wish we would have been more proactive on going out and getting some positions, and we can talk. We'll be talking about that later. Um, I, I, I'm, well, we can talk about yeah, it now. Well, I, you know, the wide receiver position. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, disa- yeah. I'm really disappointed in in the wide receiver position. I, what wide receiver position? Well, we have one wide receiver. His name's Mooney. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the guys we got there. I keep hearing lots of hype about them, but you know, you can hype anyone up. I want to see what you can do on the field, and, um, you know, you look at the, you but it's lo- not even hype. It's, it, it's. These players have been in the league and proven. We don't have anyone like Mooney has speed. I'm not, and this is not a knock on Mooney at all. Mooney has speed. He's good at what he does. Okay. But how good? We don't really know. And will we know? Well, I I, th- I think that's a good question. And, and, you know, you kind of look at who we got. We got Equiminius St. Brown. Okay. So he's played a handful of games on occasion has had some big roles, some big catches. Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle, again, almost like the same type of guy, right? I mean, I can I can mention some big catches he's had in some big games. But but, if, but here's my question with Pringle, right? If he didn't produce that much in Kansas City, is that on him or is that on Mahomes? Like, you have no. Mahomes, right? And I understand, you know, okay, Tyler, but there's a lot of other weapons out there. He's battling for balls with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that, okay? I'm not knocking that. My thing is, we, we, we're not Kansas City. Yeah. We don't have the yeah. offense like Kansas City. Yeah. We're not designed like Kansas City. Exactly. We don't have the offensive line. I mean, there's so much that we are not like Kansas City right now. And to your point, I mean, you know, talk about disappointment. I, I get why we went out and tried to get the Patriots receiver Henry, but that that was that's been a real disappointment to me because well now he's injured and yeah exactly and and now we don't really know exactly when he's coming back and We're having, when he is when he is back he has yet to really show that kind of productivity on the field to to really make a difference actually it's weird because Pringle and Henry were rated one and two best blocking wide receivers in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, so if that doesn't tell you like what we want to do offensively. And that's, that's another thing like with these, the, the trades and the pickups and what, who are we? Like, I don't, I still don't understand our offensive identity at all. I have no idea in the direction that Eberflus is wanting to go. I have, 
I don't know if you can help me on this or not. I don't know the direction. Are we a, are we a mix it up kind of team? What kind of offense are we running? Because they're, I, we get the and help me with the name. The guy who's our offensive coordinator now, um, from Green Bay. Yeah, uh, uh, Getzy. Yeah, Luke. Right. Um. So, so that whole thing. Right, we pick him up. Well, how good is he? When you have a player like, and people know this, guys. If if you're listening and you don't quite understand, let me make him plain and obvious to you. There once was a man named Gary Kubiak that won a Super Bowl. Why? Because Peyton Manning ran that offense. Peyton goes to places. Peyton's like, no, we're running my offense. So when you have a guy who's a seasoned vet like Aaron Rodgers, okay. Who's running that offense? Is it Getzy? Is it Rodgers? Is that how you say his name, Getzy? Are we saying it right? Um, I'm not sh- sure if we're saying it right, but it's really yeah. hard for me to like. I know he's a bear now, but he once was a Packer, yeah, so it still has that foul taste in my mouth. Yeah, I know. I, I keep wanting to say that guy uh, because you know, again, I have the same thing. But here's the deal: T- you bring up a really good point. Is it is it really the offensive coordinator who's setting the tone with big names and people who are, who are very talented, or is the talent of the quarterback? so above and beyond the rest that you need just a, a really vanilla coordinator and you're just fine, right? I mean, that's the that's the point. And how good is he really? Well, I think we're about to find out, okay? Because Justin Fields is not an Aaron Rodgers as much as we would love to believe that he could be one day. He is not a Patrick Mahomes at this point in time as much as we would all like him to be. So it does bring into some question what impact can this offensive coordinator have? And, you know, here's the problem. In preseason, you guys, we see nothing, okay? Preseason, you show your most vanilla offense that you possibly can, and it's really for guys who might be veterans on the bubble, who might be free agents on the bubble, who are new people coming in, trying to make the team. That's what preseason's all about. So we can't really say that we saw anything in preseason that is going to resemble a lot of what we're going to see in the regular season. Are you with me on that? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just think that everything just got blown out of proportion during this offseason. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to get uh, Devontae Adams, who I did not want, who is no good. Can I, I'm just going to come out of the gate. He's not good, guys. Aaron Rodgers is good. All these people, and Bears fans are going to know this, he was horrible in his the, in the beginning of his career. Rodgers did not trust him. Rodgers did not like him. Rodgers chewed him out on multiple occasions. People just forget that. Yeah. It's like everything gets erased after one a couple good seasons. He's not that good. Is he the best route runner? No. Rodgers just can put the ball in places that you can't get. Rodgers is amazing. I know. Look, we all know. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Do I love to see him lose? Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite things in the world. When the Bears aren't in the playoffs to see the Packers lose, like, it's a beautiful thing. And if we get the opportunity this year to give them the loss that doesn't get them into the playoffs, oh, my God. A magical season. I I would love that. Because, you know. But hold on. What I was about to say, though, is... That, that like I didn't want that 
And I'm glad we didn't go after that. I don't want Devontae Adams. And I know people out here are like, well, you're just talking about the wide receivers. And, like, we don't have anyone. Yeah. I don't want Devontae Adams. Yeah. Okay? He doesn't fit in what we're doing at all. Because guess what? We don't have – we don't even know what Justin Fields is. We know he can scramble. We know he's quick. Uh, we're very worried about his his slender build. He has an arm and he has accuracy. But we need to surround more. Like, are we going to be a fast unit with like? Do we are we need people like Tyreek Hill type speed? Like Mooney is fast. Mooney can fly. But what are we doing? And that's where I'm all confused about this off season. Well, I I think to your point, Tyler. I think all of us are confused about the offseason because I don't think we've really seen what this offensive playbook is going to look like. And I don't think we're going to really understand it until we see the first game against San Francisco. I think to your your point, yeah, uh, you know, are we are we going to be kind of a a team that's going to run short slants? And are we going to try to, you know, be a speed team? You know, what what kind of from a wide receiver perspective, what kind of things are we going to ask our wide receivers to do? What can and, they do with that offensive line that hasn't even been built? Well, I think that's I, I think that's a really good point. Um, probably one of the most disappointing things this offseason, right, other than the wide receiver position, is the fact that we, we went out and we got some people for the offensive line and... I think you could make an argument that they're better than some of the people that we had there, but still, aren't we really looking at kind of a mediocre offensive line kind of at its best to start the season? I mean, we've got, um, uh, who's the center? Lucas at, at, at center. Um, Lucas Patrick at center. We've got, you know, um, what about our what's our uh, guard um, Tevin um, Jenkins? Jenkins, yeah. I mean, it looks like he was going to be traded. Then he's not going to be traded. Then he's a starter. Now I hear he's not a starter for Sunday. I mean, you know, this. What, kind of, what, what are we starting with? Okay, I think what we're starting with in terms of the offensive line is I think we're starting with um, uh, Braxton Jones at left tackle, uh, Cody Whitehair. At left guard, Lucas Patrick at center. I don't know where we're at with right guard, quite honestly. If that's if it's not Jenkins, I'm not sure if if right tackles Riley Reef or if if Riley Reef moves over to to right guard. Now is Riley um, Reef? Now help me because yeah, I I think they, Riley Reef's the one that that came from Cincinnati, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and we got also we got Larry Borum that supposedly came on in, in camp big time. Um, we picked up Alex Leatherhead from from you know Las Vegas, which he, he, he you was know a, what? he was a bust there, you know. But um, he, but you he know, might, I understand why we took a, a role on him. He might be a bust, but his name is great, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I Leatherhead. Love, yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta play football with a name like that, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't. I mean, yeah. yeah. His whole his demeanor could be like he could be a whole bad player, but yeah, when you yeah. have the name Leatherhead, oh my gosh, I, yes. I mean, you know, you want to you want to also go out to bar with a guy named Leatherhead, right? Also. It makes me like not want to uh like open the uh like not open sorry wrong phrasing 
it makes me not want to be a GM because I could just imagine myself having a few drinks one night and being like, what? There's a guy named Leatherhead we can claim off waivers? Not even looking at the position or what he's played or where he's been. Yeah. Just seeing Alex Leatherhead and going, yeah, we're putting that claim in. Yeah, yeah. The, all, the, the same reason why you don't want to go on Amazon after drinking no. would be the same reason. Yeah, for you that. just millions just, of packages just, at yeah, your door. Yeah, just just don't do it. But to getting kind of getting back to the offensive line, I mean, you see, I see a few things that could be upgraded. I get why we took, um, but also they have to build chemistry. Exactly, and it the, takes a while, right? I know, and that's because that's, we have, that's that, the that, issue. That, that's my fear, right? We haven't, we don't have anything set. Yeah. And we have to have that that cohesiveness. Like people think offensive line is plug and play. It is not people. No, no. You have to have a feel for what that other person is doing because let's say you're in a pass protect and they're doing a stunt. Well, you have to know like you have that feeling where it's not even a thought like you know how you can think faster than you can talk, obviously. The whole offensive line has to be like almost in like a, and this sounds funny, but a telepathic way because oh, it, it absolutely is. If, if, if you know, let's say, because you see it all the time when it's not right, they run a stunt, right? And then you have, it's a weird stunt, right? Like multiples. Well, I know that my buddy is going to pick up that linebacker. I know that he'll shift his on the double team. He'll shift the D-tackle off to me. Well, if you don't have that, and you both go for the lineman, and then the D-tackle goes around. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot to it, to your point, right? There's a ton to it. And it all, it all starts with the center. He is the quarterback oh yeah. of the offensive line. So, oh yeah. so the center's got to call the right plays. Each of the people have to look for their keys, Right? So you well, not only have the play the center is calling, but you have to be looking at each of your keys well, in, ac- across from you. Well, watch, too. If you ever watch in a game, you'll see the quarterback call out the mic. Watch the center because he'll start yelling. The center, is he has to look up, take the information what the quarterback gives and spread it out. I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to that, but that's a big, big part. Look. We saw it last year, guys. The Bengals' offensive line is the reason they lost the Super Bowl. They shouldn't even got that far. They just got lucky. It's a problem when you're watching a team and you go, eh, that offensive line's going to give soon. That offensive, And that's what Cincinnati was the whole way through the Super Bowl. And then you had Aaron Donald and you knew what was going to happen. We can't have that feeling. We like. Here's my hope is with our new staff. If you see what is happening... Like if we were in a Cincinnati Bengals situation, fix it. You adjust. got to, yes, adjust. Better word than fix it. <laughs> adjust to the situation, right? Which was the one thing that drove you and I crazy last year's watching Bears games, and even the year before was we did not make any of those offensive line adjustments. We didn't hardly make any adjustments. We would just keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, which is, by the way, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But the thing I want to bring up, too, is... Well, can I touch on that real quick? Yeah, I don't know if you've watched, but you're spot on. But there's been a lot of Instagram... Uh, I know Barstool Chicago did a whole interview with uh, Mooney. 
lot of people taking shots at Nagy without saying his name. Mm-hmm. But Mooney said, well, what I like about Eberflus is like he knows what he is, and he's not running around. Now, this is this is paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote. I wish I did. It just came off the top of our head. Very organic podcast here. So he said something along the lines of, it's nice to know everyone knows where they need to be. Everyone needs to know their position. And people aren't running around going, is he in charge of the offense or is he in charge of the offense? He goes, everything's set in stone. And he goes, and I like that. I was like, well, we know who he's taking a shot at there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I want to say also, too, and and I'm going to say a generality that I think is more true than not. And that is generally in the first two games of the start of any NFL season. And you can challenge me on this. I believe the defense is always ahead of the offensive lines in terms of, of play. because It depends. It, it, yeah, but in general, I'm just saying that I truly believe it takes a little bit longer for the offensive lines to get into sync in, this, in the first two games than it is for the defense. Because it's a totally different mindset when you're on an offensive line versus a defensive line. So I, I well, when I, the- I, if you look, even look at the Rams-Bills game, I mean— you know, look, the Rams lost uh, a key guy, wasn't it? Whitworth on their yeah. uh, and and boy, if you saw the Bills Rams game, you'll know what how a great defensive line and a mediocre offensive line looked. Well, I that's a little harsh. I wouldn't go that far. Um, you're right, though. I mean, I don't know how mediocre they are. There's also that that letdown from the Super Bowl. There's going to be that letdown. I don't know. <laughs> about mediocre because let, let's not forget and this is a key point and I know this is a totally different team but we're talking football mm. here you know Von Miller is now a bill Von Miller yeah. p- practiced he, against those guys on a daily basis yeah, he, so he knows their yeah, he, stuff yeah that, no that's a really good point he so he knew a lot of the keys to look for in terms of that offensive line and he took advantage of but, that at a couple different times so but also, that's a good point also to touch on your part about the offensive line and defensive line like we just talked about, the offensive line is more of a team. When that ball's hiked, you have an assignment on defense, but at the end of the day, it's it's a 1v1. Yeah. You're, you're just playing for yourself. Your job is to get to the quarterbackers to stop the run. Right. When you're an offensive line, yeah. it's not as simple as go block that guy on a – well, it is on a run, right. on a running mm-hmm. play, right? You know, you block, you shed, you go hit the other guy. That's why offensive linemen love, you know, run calls. But passing is a completely different game, as whereas the defensive lineman, it's basically the same thing every time. I mean, yes, schematically, they got to be in certain places. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're telling a guy like Von Miller, go get the ball, Von. Yeah. And, and also on the offensive line, too, we all know that you can do your job perfectly at the, at the left guard position. But if the person next to you doesn't do their job, you, it all looks like shit. Yeah. So, you know, 100%. so, so I, I guess where I was going with all this, Tyler, with the offensive line, and it fits in so well with the wide receiving, is you need a good offensive line to give your quarterback time to throw the ball. And you also need to be able to have good play selection. And we don't know what the play selection looks like this year. Hopefully, they will have some more play action passes, which we did not do I don't know why Jesus Christ I mean we I mean you could see it could have been so effective but 
the old regime just couldn't figure out why you would ever do a play-action pass. I'm hoping this year that even with an offensive line group that is growing and will have to learn together, that we call some plays that allow Justin Fields to get the ball out quickly to his wide receivers because we should know the weaknesses of our own offensive line. Agreed. But also, I think a almost even bigger part is let's take shots down the field. If he overthrows, he overthrows. I felt like last year everyone bunched into the line oh, of scrimmage. Did. They did because we, we didn't throw much over 20 yards. I mean, so you, I don't I don't think Matt Nagy understood that the game is a game of inches. You hear that all the time. So guess what, Matt? When you do a play action or something, an alignment or a line or excuse me, linebacker takes one half step left going, oh shit, it's going right. Well that's the difference between getting around him and, and him not. stopping you. Yeah, exactly. So I would like to see more of that. But we, I think we've talked enough about the wide receivers and stuff. I think now, where where does the run game lie? Because that that's a whole thing. Well, and I want to talk about this. Yeah, I think um, I, we I, saw I, let's do. We saw this in the Buffalo Bills game, and I don't like it. And we definitely don't have the quarterback for it. I don't like running the quarterback. I don't like the option runs. Now, a naked boot and Justin Fields sees the end zone and doesn't get touched, fine with that. But the reason I bring up the Bills is because they're doing like, they'll run Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a big dude and he likes to yeah, run. I was going to say, he totally different body than Justin Fields. Okay, let me finish. Check this out. Doesn't fucking matter. Guess why it doesn't fucking matter? Cam Newton. It doesn't matter how big you are. You're gonna you're you're putting your most valuable possession at risk. Yes, can Josh Allen do it for years? Yes, but will he have a limp noodle arm by the end of it? There's a high probability yeah. saying yes. Like you pay certain people to do certain things. You should pay a running back to run. Now we did this with Fields a lot last year, where we do these like these sneak runs and these quarter stop. Stop. He is a slender dude. He can throw the ball. He is not Mitchell Trubisky, okay? By the way, don't let me forget. want to talk about that for all those people hating on us. Oh, Mitchell just needs a better team. Well, he got one, and he's not doing too hot. Back to, back to the Bears. Sorry. Don't do it. You know what I mean, Dad? Don't risk. Yeah, why? I, I, don't, I don't understand why people in the league continue to do this. Yeah. You know how rare it is to have a Josh Allen? <laughs> like, do you take your Ferrari mudding? No. You know what you do? You set it in a garage. You pay to store it. You just look at it. And then you know what you do, Dad? You take it down a nice, smooth, beautiful highway, and you open her up. Yeah. And guess what? There's no other cars around. You know why? Because you don't want to hurt it. Yeah. No, I think you bring up a, a great, great point. And, and that is you're the most important asset on any NFL team is their quarterback. And we haven't by, had by, one. By, <laughs> by, by, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Since, since 1945. But we, that, but, but so you, so you ripped off another sore on my arm. It's okay, son, because we all know as Bear fans that one day, we will hit the promised land, but I think your point is outstanding. We we have to be we have to know the best coaches know who their quarterback is 
and they move to the strength of that quarterback. I That's think, what a good coach does. I think ours with Fields, and I completely agree with you, Dad. I think ours with Fields, though, pocket passer. Who can run? Mm-hmm. We've seen him scramble, and it's been amazing. Yeah. Let Here, the pocket break down, right? Like that's Let, that's what Rogers does, mm-hmm. and I know I keep bringing up Rogers, but he does it so well. I mean, he, he he and he's always looking to throw. What Russell Wilson used to do it greatly. He'll probably do it in Denver too. Let that happen. We don't need we don't need to be running a quarterback. What we need to do is take a deep breath and say, "Yeah, guys, if it breaks down." He'll make yep. the decision to run. So he knows his body, right? Let him protect it. And if he were to say, "Hey, I want to lower my shoulder," that's when you'd that's when you do a little coach and pull him aside and be like, "Hey, yeah. Justin, we're not going to do that." All right. So, so all this started with you and I beginning to talk about the running back situation and, and kind of where we're at, and that kind of tied into the offensive line and and the quarterback. But I, I think with a running back situation, you and I. Tell me if you're if you feel I'm wrong, but you know there are times I I will watch Herbert Khalil Herbert. Oh, and, I knew you were going there. And I'm smiling. And and you know he looks more explosive to me. Oh, than he Montgomery. looks so much better in my opinion. So so and and listen, by far I'm not a Montgomery hater. You guys, I've got Montgomery on my fantasy team for the Bears Just, in our in our family league. Okay, I'm not a Montgomery hater. I am, but I. I just, I just love that kid in terms of he just seems so much more explosive than um, Montgomery. I can't stand David Montgomery. I think some, he shows glimpses and then nothing. I just, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, real quick, though, while we are on the subject of running backs, dude, I know we talk some shit and stuff, but when something like, what happened to Tyreek uh, Cohen or Tariq? Why, why am I blanking on his name? Cohen. Yeah. When that happens, that sucks, man. He was yeah. such a great athlete. And then he does a training video on IG and he gets hurt. That man, my heart went out to him. Um, that sucks. I hope he rebounds. I hope he comes back. I would, I, I would love to see that. You know, I there, just wanted to get that out no, there because that, we are a Bears podcast. Yeah. And I know I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. But man, I love to watch him play. I, you know, and hey, it sucked that he got hurt on that punt I, return. Yeah, I, I think Ty, that that that's really a good point. You know, you know, I, I, I you know, another guy I felt the same way about. Um, many people probably don't remember him. A guy by the name of Johnny Knox thought he was. Oh man, dude, he was, that I hit thought, was the I most thought, brutal thing. I oh, thought my he God. was. I thought he was looking so good for our team and and was going to be just a really great wideout and. You know, oh. just just really felt for the guy. So Knox and Cohen, kind of guys that just they didn't they didn't deserve to get hurt. No one does in this league, but my heart really goes out to them. Well, he got hurt training though. I know Knox got hurt in a game. I mean, yeah, he, Cohen was on his way back. So I'm back. Let, let's get back on track here. Okay. So the best part for me is I do, I I like Herbert more. I like Khalil Herbert more. I, man, let me tell you, all we heard about is how Montgomery could break tackles. Dude, I don't see it. I see a lot of one arms bringing him down. I see a lot of him just, 
not reading the game like he yeah. should. And then I, I get it though, but then like glimpses, you're like, oh, look at this big game he had. Okay, well, everyone has that too, right? Like, you're in the NFL. Like, let me make something clear. That guy is uber fucking talented. He is the 1%. 1% of all athletes. Like, you got to think about the pool that you're picking from. You know, we're talking about people who play in high school, and then they go to college, and and from high school to college, they're the number one athlete. They're the number one through and through, and then they get to the NFL if they even get there. Some of them don't even get there. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I want to make that very clear. But that's not why we do this podcast. Yeah. You know, we critique people. And let me tell you, I understand that I'm a fat guy sitting on my couch not doing a damn thing. But gosh, dang it, dude. You got to read or do something. Like, I just don't feel that it's there. And then then Hubbard comes in, or Herbert. I always say Hubbard. Herbert comes in. And it's like, wow, it's the same line. So so here's for me the, the real difference in a nutshell. With Herbert, I see him hitting the hole with speed and explosiveness and going north and south. With Montgomery, I see him sometimes attempting to do this juke thing. Dancing. Th- dancing that, that, yeah, you can do that in the NFL. I mean, Barry Sanders did it, but there was only, I'll, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> went to Tyler's point here, you know that 1% that Tyler talked about? Well, Barry Sanders is in the 99 percentile of 1%. No, I think I mean, he's his he's, own percent. Yeah, like, he I, might even be his own percent. I mean, best running back yeah, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, he's just spectacular. So Montgomery, we're not we're not hitting on Montgomery in terms of he's a bad bat. I think he's we've a good justi- bat. I think we've justified he, that. We yeah. can just move on yeah. to bashing him now. Oh, we can just <laughs> bash him now, like we normally do. Okay. I just, it's not bashing so much as like, just, I'd like to see him go play somewhere else. Yeah. I think he's a running back in this league. I don't think he's our number one. I don't think he's a number one. Yeah. I I, I think he's got a lot of opportunity, um, but he he may not be the number one that I would like to see out there, which is is really Herbert. So, um, anything else about the running backs, you you, you think? I mean, really, really, we've got it. Really, we've got. You know, we don't do much of a committee backfield. It'll be interesting this year to see if it's like an 80-20 split or a 70-30 split between Montgomery and Herbert. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what kind of split still, that is. Do you still believe in the one-two punch? No. I, you know, here's here's my belief. Really, really good backs need to get a feel for the game. Yes. And, they, and they need to be in there a lot to get a feel for the game. What I would like to see is what we do with what we did with Forte. When Matt Forte played, oh, I love Matt Forte. I did too. He was a great back. What 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 we did with him was awesome in the aspect of Lovey would say, you know, sit sit for the series. Oh, it was a short series. Sit for the next one too. And then he was in the rest of the game. Oh yeah, that's how you have to do it. You you can't. I am so with you on the aspect of a feel for the game. I don't know how you sit on the bench, go in, and have a couple bad runs, and then they're like, you're out. Yeah. How does that work? Listen. That's the only position they do that in, though. I know. It's crazy. Because if you've ever run the ball, and I did run the ball in school, and I want to tell you what, 
you get a feel for where that your offensive linemen are going and how they go and what speed they move and not even just, and, and not even that just seeing the game exactly. in general it, yeah you you get this overall picture and games just like when you walk into a person's house okay you get a feel for that house that attitude that that ambiance that that's there you you're just like that as a running back you get a feel for the entirety of the game and the longer you're in there i think the more effective you get um yeah do we see people like you know hunt and others come in and you know uh, third down backs you catch the ball whoopee okay yeah yeah they can be good you can be effective bringing your third down back in there and making him into a ball I catcher. wouldn't use hunt though hunt, well hunt's okay, really maybe. good hunt could be a one yeah. he can run oh, he could absolutely be a one I, maybe, I know what you're hunt, saying you know I what just... I'm saying I, I guess I, I used hunt because he's usually used as a third down back um, but he's more he than that. Be. yeah but he is um so I, I really think you need the feel for the game I think I I've probably said that more than I need to so we are about 37 minutes into this episode, Ooh. and there is an elephant in the room that we have not addressed yet. Has he pooped yet? Uh, kind of. Um, I don't know why you said that. I, I just, I, know, I don't know why I say I just, some of, I know. You know, I, I don't know why I say some of the things I do, Ty. You, <laughs> you should know me by now. I just we wanted to know. I just wanted to know if he'd pooped. We didn't need to fill any space there. And I just look over at you and go, "Did he poop yet?" Anyhow, <laughs> I, uh, I'm your dad. Come on. I know. All I right. Know. There's an elephant in the room. We haven't talked about it. We're, you know, pretty deep into this podcast right now, and uh, we need to dive into it. And uh, man. I'll tell you what, it's there's going to be fans on both sides of this. I think this might be one of our most controversial topics we've had in a long time. And it's Roquan Smith. And, oh, man, some people are on both sides of this. I don't think there's any real fence sitting. So uh, I'm not on the fence. I'm not on the fence either, and we'll get to our opinions in a second. It's just, if you want to call in... Uh, the numbers on our, our, our social media. I know we didn't go live tonight, but we will let you know the time. We will have the phone lines open on Monday night. But uh, we'll let you dwell on uh, our opinions for now, and then we'll get to yours. Uh, you want to start this? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just say it like I, I, I believe Roquan is good. I believe he's one of the best um, Mike linebackers in the NFL. Um, he is all over the place. He can run from field to field. Uh, maybe not exactly like an Erlacher, but he's, but he is always where the ball's at. He is great in short coverage, great in long coverage. I mean, the guy is an all around top athlete and why the hell we don't pay him is, is beyond me. There's not that many Roquans out there that can play at that level. He's a great Mike quarterback, and that's all I have to say. I will start with this, and this is going to come via, uh, from hopefully it'll play, this is via Barstool Chicago Sports, and their little stat on um, Roquan and everything involved with him, and I am stalling as I bring it up. Here we go. Let's see if it'll play. 
Hold on, actually, let me. It's been a while, guys. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me turn up. It'd help if I turned up the Bluetooth well, setting. We're bringing in our technical person at this particular time. Juan's back. Thank God. How are we feeling about that, Chief? I mean, I'm glad he's playing. Is it not really the way you want, want to do business? Is paying a, a linebacker a big salary? I understand that. You don't have anyone else to pay. So it's better to have good players than not, and you're going to have to find a replacement for him at some point anyways. You might as well just start filling out the roster with guys you know who can play. Because, dude, what Floos is like, what he's supposedly going to be doing with this team, you like Floos? Floos is loose. <clears throat> he's going to love Roquan. I can't imagine where it's like, yeah, like. All right, that was the wrong thing. Uh, hold on. I got to find it here. They're, 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 they talk about him, and there's a stat that he's done that, I wish I, I should have been more prepared for this. I forgot we were going here, to be honest. So um, here, this might be it. All right. Oh, here's a fun little stat for you. Roquan is one of five players since 1994 with 500-plus tackles, 10-plus sacks, 30 tackles for loss over their first four NFL seasons. The other guys, Erlacher, Hall of Fame, Patrick Willis probably would have been in the Hall of Fame had he not had all the injury issues. Levante David on his way to the Hall of Fame. And uh, Shaq Leonard, the Colts guy. Yeah, who's awesome. Who's awesome. You have money. You have. All right. Thank you. That was from Barstool Chicago Redline Radio. I use that because they articulated it so well. Here's my stance. Pay the guy. I know it's not popular by some people and other people are like, well, duh, that's an easy decision. You heard that stat and... By the way, Shaq Leonard was uh, what was his name last year? It was Demarius Leonard. He switched his name to Shaq. That's who they were talking about. If anyone gets confused, who is an absolute stud? I get that Roquan does stuff off the field with porn stars and 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 stuff like that. But again, here's my thing: he hasn't been arrested. Like Gronk did the same thing. Like I think for me, I can really, and I know it's hard for other people. I can I can separate the person from the player. Okay, I know that that's a controversial take, but dude, I think the guy's really good. I think he can play really, really well. I don't know how big I would pay him, but I don't know. Here, here's my situation, right? If I'm in, it's a GM. You have money, but is that money going to go to fields? If it does go to fields, you can always, you, you can, you know. You can work with your account manager and everything like that, and you can, you know, go from there. I just, I feel like he, like he's a good player, man. And if, a- if 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 here's my thing: if we're not going to pay him, and he's not going to make any money whatsoever with us, then there needs to be a big time trade. We cannot do what Ryan Pace would do in this situation. And I think if you're on either side of the fence, this is where the common ground comes in. And that's if we do trade him, there needs to become, there has to be, and I'm going to be dead serious. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want draft capital. I know that's a weird take. I want a proven star. I want a proven athlete. I don't care if we have to bundle Roquan in with someone else. Address the situation. If Fields does not pan out this year, you need to find a way to sign and trade and do something with Roquan because he is a talent. Whether you want to believe in him or not, that's fine. 
But guess what? Other people in the NFL are going to believe in him, and you need to. You have you found the capital. Here's what doesn't make sense: you drafted him, he panned out, he's still panning out. You have a young, proven commodity. Guess what? Go get something for it. If you don't want him and you don't want to pay him, go get something for it. Agree. Let me give you another scenario. So, uh, Ryan Pohl said, okay, it's time to play football. That stuff's behind us. We'll see what you put on the field. This year, let's say he has another Pro Bowl year, statistically just right up there with the best of them. I think he has to. I don't. In my opinion, the Pro Bowl is not the standard anymore. Uh, I think it's the first okay. team. He has to be a first all yeah. team. Okay, first all team has a. Let's say he all has pro. a fan, all, all first pro. all pro. Okay, let's say he has a great year, first all pro, just fantastic years, tackles, takeaways, everything at the top of the class. What's polls do now? I just said it. You either pay him, and if you don't want to pay him, you ha- you have a commodity again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to repeat it. That's what you do, Dad. Yeah. There's no. I, what, what do you I do? I think you. I think you got to pay him instead of trading him. You got to pay. No. Him. Here's the thing, though. Now you have put it in the player's position. Where what if he wants to leave, Dad? What if he doesn't want to play anymore? Then you're going to have to franchise tag him. Then that's going to be more. You have to come up with a plan. You can't just say, "Oh, you have to pay him," because you're beyond that now, Dad. You're you you've totally fucked the pooch on that one. Well, that's what, that's why I brought it up. For, well, but exactly. that, but and you For brought it up. You brought it up, but now I'm telling you your own scenario. You're screwed now. If that happens, you are screwed now. Now you have to trade. What if he doesn't want to sign? Because you know that's going to be a thing. He's going to do a whole big. I told you so. Yep. I yep. told you so. That's where I think it's going too. So then he's going to want more money. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. You, you're sitting here and going, yeah. mm-hmm, but okay, ball's in your court, Dad. You tell me what you're going to do now. So now at this point in time, I agree with you. You're you, Because you didn't do the deal with him, what I'm saying is the deal needed to be done this year. And because you didn't do okay, the but deal with him. We're past that. We're past yeah. that. And Why? Because you just, no, stop. We're not going to keep repeating. We did the hypothetical balls in your court. Now, what do you do? He makes first team. He's an all, all pro linebacker, first team. What do you do now? I think, I think, I think you got God pay at this point in time. And I think you're going to okay. pay, pay deep. I think you're going to have to go deep in your pockets, and I think you're going to have to pay much more than okay. what you would have had to pay. Let me throw this at you. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play for Chicago anymore. Now what do you do? Then you're pretty hosed. Right. Right. So I think we both can agree that we've kind of, either way you look at it, we've kind of screwed ourselves here. If, and we're, we're, this is a huge hypothetical, people. We're trying to act like we if we were Roquan and if he even does make that team. I can feel a lot of anger coming from a lot of people, a lot of listeners. That's fine. That's great. And we, we can't all agree on everything here, folks. I just think I'm with you, though, Dad. I think you, you, you fucked the pooch on this one. Everything's screwed up. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where you go from here. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I think it hurts us, too, if he has a bad year because now your trade capital has gone down. Yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm with you, Tyler. I think we missed the train on this one. Yeah, well, because we'll the see. off the off season yeah. was the perfect. Here's what you do in an off season, Bears. 
Guess what? No one's played. You go everything off of last year. You had a pretty good year last year. You heard the stats from uh, Barstool Redline. That's what you do. You don't let him go out there and play. What if he gets hurt? We that, haven't even addressed exa- that issue. Exactly. And you see, here's the deal. It's not like you don't know what you've got. He's not like some guy that you don't know. Can he play football? And I just want to say this. You bring up an excellent point when you say that because no matter where people sit on let him go, fuck him, know what are you doing, sign him, you idiots. No matter where you stand, what you just said is so spot on. You know what you have. And again, a commodity, something that someone desires. People around the league Look, <laughs> there's a sucker born every day, especially in the NFL. They might not even, and this this is not far-fetched to say, owners and GMs might not even know who he is. They're just going to look at his stats. Holy shit. Let him. And, and, but, but we don't have that now because now we're going to enter a season with a ton of possibilities. I think the best is that he achieves just under the Bears want him just under that all pro first team. And then they can be like, okay, we can talk money, blah, blah, blah. But even then, I don't know, man. I think he's yeah, gonna have the think, power. Yeah, I think he he's at that point he's gonna take his leverage and say, I can go elsewhere. Scary. Yeah, it is. So, anything else about... I think that elephant pooped now. Yeah, it did. It's a big turd <laughs> right in the room. Right in the room. Right in <laughs> Soldier Mr. Field. Mr. Kitzel, it kind of smells. We have some other business to talk about. Yes, sir. What might that be? Arlington Heights is oh. becoming a reality. I heard someone say... Actually, it was... Again, I keep bringing up Barstool, but I do follow them. I do enjoy them. And Big Cat from Barstool said that uh, if you're not a fan of Arlington Heights, then he believes you're not a Bears fan. And I can kind of see where he's coming from. He basically said this is the way the McCaskies are out. I think this is the McCaskies saying that they're done because they need a new stadium to sell the team. And if they get this new stadium, it sucks for us. It added an extra hour to our drive. Yep. Through Chicago, which means now if we go to a game, we're probably staying the night because traffic, because you're going to have to go all the way through downtown to get to the uh, west side of Arlington Heights in the suburbs. (laughs) Anyhow, that's just a personal thing. I get where he's coming from, and I never looked at it, and I'm going to be shocked to say this, and I... I know, but now I'm kind of on board for Arlington Heights if it means the McCaskies are gone. Yeah. Well, let me let me also say one have thing. Have you ever looked at it like that, though? Yeah, yeah, I have looked at it like that. Let me say one other thing, though, that every single— We need single... to do this podcast more because I didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think like that. Yeah. You yeah. could have texted me, man. Oh, I'll, next, time, next time I'll send you the text. Hey, here's what I want to bring up, though, and it's in relationship to the whole new stadium and so forth— but did not every, I'm going to get off track just for a second, but not, did not every single Bear fan in the entire freaking world just celebrate when Ted said that he wouldn't be back? I was going to get to that at the end, man. Oh, I took what away you your, I took, I took away your momentum again. 
You do this. You always divert to something else. Stay on topic. Oh, I can't. Because then I've got you major, get there. I've got major ADHD issues, and you I see, cannot stay see, on topic. You see what you did? What I was going to say is with this New Arlington Heights and selling the McCaskies, it kind of makes sense because guess who's gone? And I was going to say Ted Phillips. You definitely I, stole that. I did. I did. It's fine. I, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry, son. I took away the your... most anticlimactic buildup. You got to build. You got to stack. Okay. You got to stack them up. All right. I'll let you stack. I'll quit. Uh, undermining... What do you mean? Let me stack. I'll, you already I'll knocked quit, it I'll over. Quit, I'll quit undermining your stack, son. No, you won't. It's I what know. you do. I, it's just what I you do. Know. You know what? It was. Can kind I, of, no, can hold I say on, it hold was on. kind of fun too? No, hold on. It was not fun. It was. It he, was enjoyable. Folks, I'm calling him out on this. He's full of shit. Little look behind the curtain. He goes, hey, Ty, can I get an order in which we're going to go and talk about so I don't step on and ruin anything like I usually do? That, and he was genuine and sincere, and then the mic goes on, and now look at him. He's a clown. Eat, that's, he called acts- the, that's called the setup. You got set up, bud. No, I I'm didn't. I'm so sorry. We got to lower our volumes a little bit. Right. I don't know if people are hearing what okay. we're hearing. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be I'll be better. I promise to be better in school from this point out, Tyler. No, until you won't. The, until it's the lies. next until the next time, and then I'll so let's talk I'll, about then this. I'll be off track again. Yeah, you're already off track. All right, keep harming, keep going on about this. Listen, when it comes to the stadium, I didn't think that that was I I I didn't put two and two together. I just didn't want to lose Soldier Field. I mean, look, Soldier Field's a shit show. The grass sucks. The sod sucks. I know that everyone's like, well, it's not bare weather. But listen, I mean, there's going to be Super Bowls in Chicago now. Maybe teams will want to play. Maybe players will want to be more lucrative to going to Chicago knowing, hey, Lions, Dome. Minnesota, Dome. Chicago, Dome. That's a shitload of Dome games right there. What is that? Two, four, six? Six. Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. You you know... the the writings on the wall for the bears for that franchise to grow for the bears to grow they eventually had to go into a domed stadium and for those for those people who sit there and go no that's bear weather that's how we win we don't win like that guys Let, let's let's show let's be honest for what it is you think the packers every time the packers are in the NFC championship at home they lose there is no weather factor, people. It sucks through and through. San Francisco keeps coming to Green Bay, a warm weather climate team, and kicking the shit out of them, which is awesome. I'm not complaining. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at here is maybe if our players were just comfortable, you know? Hey, well, that's an idea. So I'm all for it. I, I wasn't, but what sold me was the McCaskies. And I was like, oh, would they really do that? And then you see, after 40 years, Ted is gone. And you're like, holy shit. They, no, no, hold on, stop. What they could be saying, I know I know. I said stop, but I'm trying to get to something here. You, this is the third time you've cut me off here. What I'm getting at is when I see that, I'm like, holy shit, this could be happening. When I see Ted gone, I'm like, okay. This 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 could be a thing because why why would he leave? He's been a family friend since the 1980s. Why would he step down? I think they're getting ready to sell. I, I tell you, all the writings on the wall. 
I mean, even look at even look at the partners they're going with in terms of the um, Arlington Park yeah, Stadium. Gamblers. I mean, they're, yeah. they're they're taking the gambling yeah. money and they're yeah. turning it. So, so they're they're going to make this an experience, and that's how you sell a franchise: is you make not only the history important, which comes automatically with the Bears, but you you make the entire thing an experience, like oh, SoFi. Well, but SoFi doesn't have gambling. So this is going to be very unique because you know they're going to have gambling kiosks. They're going to have like you can probably you're going to be able to do it from your phone. They're probably going to put in their own wine if they were smart. And I know they they listen to this pod because who yeah, doesn't? Of course. If they were smart, what they would do is they would test. And there's ways to do this because I'm not in I'm not a TI person. Take all the people in that area. You need to jack your bandwidth up so much. You know why? Because, look, you run, and I know they'll probably run specials and stuff if you're inside the stadium, but to live bet from your phone would be huge. And you need to have the bandwidth because a lot of times when you go, we went to Chicago, Mm -hmm. it's hard to log on to these sites because everyone's trying to bet the game live because they can see it firsthand. On television, there's always a delay. You know, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're on antenna. It doesn't matter if you're streaming. There's a delay. It, they have to have it in case something happens. But when you're seeing it yourself, you think to yourself, I can have the advantage. They need to make sure and test. Okay, we have 60,000. Let, let's say this new stadium holds, I don't know, 75,000, 80,000. Let's just say somewhere like that. I don't know, right? Double that. That's what you do, right? You double that and say, okay, can it withhold this? Okay, we're good. With bandwidth is what I'm talking about. And then, I mean, you're looking at something that, dad, I mean, that's going to bring in revenue. That's going to bring in, you're talking about NCAA Final Fours. You're talking about Super Bowl. What else? I mean, that's exactly what I meant. You make it an experience. Beyond the point of football. Well, and you brought up SoFi, but that's yeah. what I was trying mm-hmm. to bring up with the yep. gambling aspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have more than SoFi. Right. right. So, I, it, look, it'll be cool and it won't be cool as in the aspect of like now when I look <laughs> at the Bears schedule, I don't have to worry rain, snow. I can just go to a game and watch. That's pretty cool. Um, I get it. Soldier Field was cool as shit. We played for the soldiers. I th- that does mean something, and that's sad mm-hmm. to see that go. But when you know you have that money and you can't come to terms, I don't know what Soldier Field is going to become. I- because here's the problem with Soldier Field: <laughs> the the concerts. Like you know, Taylor Swift comes into town, and she has the biggest following. The Swifties all, and then they just wreck the field. And there's and and it's concert after concert after concert. It's Harry Styles. It's you know it's Kanye West. And you're sitting there and you're going, uh, oh they'll they'll have it up. They'll they'll have the field by you know this is only July. They'll be good. No, we're never good. Yeah. We're always constantly resodding, constantly putting new grass in, and it constantly looks like shit. Speaking of that, you know they're putting new grass in for the the uh, game this it, week. It'll be gone by the first quarter. They're actually putting in that Bermuda grass, which is different than the bluegrass. I heard it, it comes in a triangle. You know what? You should never, ever, <laughs> I ever. I beat you to it. You should never, ever, ever, ever 
make fun of my jokes ever again after that one. That was bad. You are so jealous that you did not get beat me to that punchline. I, I, I am. I am. <laughs> I can see it in I your know, face. I know. That was good. I loved it. All right. Where are we at? We are about an hour in, and we still have a lot to talk about. And so that's kind of... Whoa, whoa, I forgot. whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Breaking news. news. Breaking news. Breaking news. What What's happened in the world of sports? What? All Premier League matches have been postponed because of the death of the Queen. Has nothing to do with our podcast. Ah, okay. All right. I thought thought some really great breaking news. R.I.P. Queenie. Don't really care. I, I know. know that sounds insensitive, but she was ninety six. I don't know why we're postponing matches. Thank God we're not like that. Could you imagine? She was she was a good lady. But could you imagine? Is, we're not going to get into this because we're going to just disagree the whole time. I mean, there's no point. I was born rich. I'll grow up rich. I'll just be rich, 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 rich. That's the queen. And my point, but, my, but my point is, like, could you imagine if the NFL did something like that? If, like, remember when George Bush died? Like, nothing got canceled. Could you? Im- I mean, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. She was 96. That's amazing. I'm just saying it's weird. That we let's cancel everything, shut the world down. The queen is dead. Could you imagine if the the president did that? No one, everyone would be like, "What? No NFL." I mean, they there there would be massive problems if I, that happened. I'm taking him to the cultural sensitivity class beginning next week. I will not be attending. I will be teaching. <laughs> so let's now let's that's get in, the joke. Let's All get right. into it. The Bears are. Underdogs at home to the San Francisco 49ers. Let's it's always hard, Dad, to break down week one. You don't know we don't know we don't know who we are. We don't know right. what we Is are. Is that a seven point underdog? At- I am looking right now. The odds could have changed. Okay. Last I looked, I thought we were either seven or seven and a half point underdogs. Seven. Okay. We're plus seven. Okay. <clears throat> um my little gambling tidbit, I would take the Bears at plus seven. I think we cover. And I think we have a chance to win this game. I'm in absolute agreement with that. And I let, really am. Let me let me tell you why. Uh, George Kittle's out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they said he was out. Now they're kind of teasing that he might play, but he missed practice on Friday. Look, here's what it comes down to, folks. In my opinion, Dad, and I think you'll agree with me, and we have not talked about this at all. We try to save everything for the podcast, even though it's very hard. <sighs> Trey Lance is young. This is only Justin Fields has way more starts than him. Thank you, thank you. I I, is, I cannot stand the fact that the NFL community has Trey Lance on this doggone pedestal as if he's the next Joe Montana. Well, here's my thing. There's one person you have to shut down. Nick on, Boza. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, him. <laughs> I'm talking about the other oh, side of the ball, uh-huh. Debo Samuel. You stop. De- he doesn't have. Okay. You put George Kittle in the game, I'm like, God, who's guarding who? We're in, we're in some trouble. We, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now we only have to watch out for Debo. If we get – my whole thing is make him make throws because I'm not sold by him. Also, we should come out, and I hope Eberflus does this. Stack the box. He's going to want to run. They're going to run the shit oh, out a, of him. It's a run f- – listen, that – he is a great coach – the 49ers coach, great coach. Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. Love Shanahan's playbook. Love the offensive playbook that Shanahan has. 
And he knows how to use that book very, very skillfully. But running is a key part of that. Shut that run down, make them more one dimensional. Then, then things begin to happen. And they, I mean, Shanahan's offense is all built through. He's one of the only people that the offense starts with the run Mm -hmm. and he disguises it very well, but Make make Trey Lance throw the ball, and maybe I'm wrong. I I think we can. I think it's close. I think if you're a gambler, a plus seven means the Bears have to lose by. If if you if you take that bet at plus seven and the Bears lose by seven or more, you lose. But I like plus seven. I like I, I like seven and a half a lot more. But I think we can also outright win this game and shock a lot of people only because. Of what we just talked about. I mean, you said it earlier in this segment, or in segment, in this pod. You, you talked about that preseason doesn't matter. Like, there's only so many reps. Justin Field has actual reps at actual games where, like, shit's on the line. You don't have that with Trey Lance. Right. That's a, and, and you said that perfectly because... That is the real difference here is Trey Lance. I'm seeing him as a rookie. You, hey, I told I you. Too. I told you the other day. I'm predicting a defensive touchdown by the Bears. I, I absolutely oh, predicting just say that. that. You said defensive pick six. Yeah. You even called yeah. out what yeah. you thought it was going to be. Exactly. So that's even bigger. Exactly. So I'm telling you, I'm feeling good about that. Not saying it's going to happen, but I easily can see us taking. Um, I like seven. I like seven. I, I think our defense is getting kind of shit on. It is. It's you know. I think it's being um, upstaged by the whole San Francisco hype, um, and I'm okay with that. Quite honestly, I, I love I, that. I want to come in as the underdog. We don't have a chance. I think we play some of our best ball when we're we're in that particular situation. Yeah, I do too, and I think that we're. I love us as dogs. Uh, week one. I don't know if we can win. I think I think we can. I said I know. I said I don't know. But like I just feel like mm, the offense is that big question mark. I like the under in the game yeah. too. I don't. Um, yeah. I, look, I don't even know what the points are. I just know I like the under unless it's like twenty five. Then I don't. But it's forty. So yeah, they're even thinking it's a low scoring game. Yeah. I I think I think this sucks, but. I think it's going to be a boring game for people neutrals. I think it's going to be exciting as shit for Bears fans because yeah. boys, we're back. Yeah. It's week one. We're out, we're out of hibernation. We're ready to roll. So it's 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 exciting in that regard. It's, it's yeah, exactly. Like it, 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 it you is. feel it. No matter how yeah, bad your on. team is, you, even if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you still get up for these yeah, games. That was I, a shot, and I love it. I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> you did made myself but, uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, w- I was just telling Tyler before we got on the podcast that, you know, I, I, I'm about to turn 64 and there's always in the fall at this time, right before the Bears start to play, I always have this feeling like I'm a, a part of me is a 12 year old again and I'm excited and hyped up for it. And so th- there's always that part of you that's just a kid and can't wait for the Bears to get on the field and for the for the game to begin. Also, I don't know if this is a regional. I know it's a regional thing with the weather, but I've never. Well, that's not true. I lived in Houston for a little bit, and maybe it's my bias coming through. 
but you can feel the air getting crisper mm-hmm. and you can f- in, in Indiana you can feel the 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 weather start to change and you okay. just the first thought in my head is ah football, football. weather yeah baby in a lot of other people's heads it's ah pumpkin spice season but for me <laughs> it's ah football oh, like yeah. i get going the whistles at- are about to blow the air is crisp I mean, and then you got California and stuff, so I don't know how that works. I know, I, obviously, I know Bears fans and football fans across this great nation and across the world actually really get up and, like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, how bad, even if your team is going to suck, it's something about that that optimism of week one, oh, we can do this. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Kitzel, I am so excited. So, real quick before we end this podcast and get out of here, we did we we're look, we're allowed to gamble in our state. A lot of other states are opening up to gamble. Um this is just a fun little tidbit that we put out here and that I'm going to put out to you guys. Me and my dad talked for about a good hour about this bet before we placed it, but we did end up <laughs> placing a $100 bet to win $750. On the Seattle Seahawks having the worst record in the NFL. Go, Pete Carroll. Run that ball. Run that ball. So that's a little tidbit. If you want to, you know, bet responsibly, gamble within your means. Obviously, $100 seems like a lot, but guys, if we hit that bet, we don't get paid for 17 weeks. So, you know, we'll go from there. But um, again, it's good to be back. We'll have another episode uh, to break down what we saw. Uh, we'll let you guys know it's going to be a late one for, if you're on the East coast. And I only say late because I have to get up at five o'clock every morning to go to work. So for me, it, it's going to be late cause we're probably not going to start till about eight o'clock Eastern time for you out there on the West coast. <laughs> That's only five o'clock for you. So you're probably thinking in your head late, my God, I'm about to eat dinner. So we'll be back. Um, again, if you do want to reach out to us and call us, I will post the number. Uh, hopefully, you guys have already had the number stored in your phone. But in case you do not have that number, I will give you that number right now. <laughs> that number for the pod is 260-639-4439. One more time. 260 639 Four four three nine, and we would love to hear from you. Fun fact, too, though, real quick. Let's say you're watching the game. Let's say you don't want to wait to call us. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the pod. If you leave a voicemail and you don't say, if you say, "Hey, I don't want this on the podcast," look at that. I forgot to turn my phone off again. This is a theme. If you leave a voicemail and you say, "Hey, I don't want this on the podcast," I won't play it. If you don't say that, I'm gonna play it. Just FYI. So, have fun. It's opening season. Uh, This should be great, man. And uh, ready to go. Ready to go. Uh, We're ready, man. All right. Remember, it's always a good time when you... Bear down. Oh, shit. I didn't hit the record button. We just talked to ourselves that whole time. Are you shitting me? No. That was an hour of ten wasted. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got you good. Oh, hit the music. (laughs) 